the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 128 of The Big Cruise Podcast. My name is Baz, I'm your host, and it's a great pleasure that we uh, bring you this uh, last episode of the year. Um, a bonus episode, as we've hinted previously, uh, Chris has been travelling with Norwegian Cruise Line on board Norwegian Spirit, sailing from Fiji down to Sydney. And with full transparency in mind, uh, Chris was travelling as a guest of Norwegian, and in return, this is a sponsored or bonus episode, especially for you, our great listeners. I think you're really going to enjoy this. I think uh, Chris has uh, really enjoyed this cruise, and it really comes across well. I'll jump in and out here and there, but for the, the big, biggest part of this uh, episode, it'll be Chris sharing his thoughts and chatting with fellow Chris cruisers and some crew members and really just getting a vibe on all things Norwegian spirits. Now this was recorded um, in the, the latter part of uh, December 2023 in the build-up to Christmas. We appreciate you probably not listening to this until the new year so with that in mind we just want to take an opportunity to wish you a very uh, healthy and happy 2023 and hopefully it's filled with lots of cruising as well we will be back with you towards the end of january we've got about three weeks or so um off the uh, the air and we'll be back once we've got some cruise news and some maritime history to share but thank you for your loyalty thank you for your support and thank you for sharing referring and recommending the podcast to uh, to everybody that you think may appreciate it but it's quite a long show let's get straight into it i'm going to hand straight over chris but i will be uh, coming back to you at some point during this episode Enjoy the show.
Hello, everyone, and welcome aboard the Norwegian Spirit. We are now on board the ship and making our way from the port of Matoka, and uh, that's the the port city near Nandi in Fiji, about 26 kilometers drive uh, from Nandi. But the ship itself sitting there alongside, waiting for us, and in its new hull art and freshly painted from the recent uh, return to service. She was looking absolutely superb, and everyone was very excited to get on board. Uh, embarkation for us was super easy. We were among a, a few people who joined the ship in that in that port midway through this uh, cruise down to Australia, uh, and we literally just rocked up at the uh, pier and were brought on board for all the security checks. So it was a smooth and uh, and stress-free experience. And as soon as you step on board the ship, you can see that this refit has been extensive. It has. Um, as I've spent more time on board over the last uh, few hours, you can notice around the entire ship it looks refreshed. There's no signs of uh, uh, sort of anything that looks dated or, or or damaged. The ship's looking as if it was a new ship. Uh, in fact, it's uh, it, it presents about as as nicely as some of the new ships that I've travelled on when they were doing their maiden season. So I'm really impressed so far by how uh, thorough and extensive this refurbishment has been. Crew so far, very, very friendly. Everybody very happy to welcome us on board. We have a beautiful cabin that, again, has been completely refreshed uh, with, a, with a balcony, which is just superb. And as Baz mentioned uh, in the intro, this is uh, a trip that was provided to the Big Cruise podcast by Norwegian Cruise Line. Uh, so thank you so very much to them for offering us the opportunity to sail on board the ship and share with you this exciting experience uh, from, from here on board the Norwegian Spirit. Now, throughout the trip, I will be speaking to some other people on board the ship, so you don't just get my opinion. You can hear from uh, other travelers and, and hopefully some members of the ship's company as well about what's been happening with Norwegian Spirit, uh, what it's like to work on uh, the baby of the NCL fleet. But, uh, you know, at, uh, at 75,000 tons, she's no, she's no small ship, but she definitely is... Uh, is a unique offering in the fleet's lineup. We spoke so much about the history of NCL and the history of Norwegian Spirit in previous podcasts, but uh, so far coming on board the ship, you can see that she's really got a very lovely uh, atmosphere, and I can understand why so many people love this ship so much and why NCL would want to spend such a huge amount of money to refurbish a, a ship that's been in service for, for two decades. So she's just uh, already, very early on in the piece, has has made me feel very, very welcomed and very impressed. So um, I'll be bringing you some more from this voyage and uh, thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels. So I'm sitting here on the beach looking at the Norwegian spirit after day one on board the ship. We're having a port day today in a idyllic tropical paradise uh, in the port of Divani in Fiji. And uh, last night was her first night on board a Norwegian cruise line ship. So um, she's a smaller ship in their fleet, but she, she has a, a good presence. Uh, the ship is, uh, doesn't feel small by any means and feels very spacious on board. Uh, the design is, is a really nice design with well thought out uh, public spaces and well thought out flow. But interior wise, particularly, um, you, you really wouldn't know that the ship is as old as it is. It looks um, almost brand new. Uh, and I mean, from, from everything, from the way that they've completely refurbished all the cabins, including building in new bathrooms, and they have showered doors in the bathrooms, not shower curtains, which is uh, a wonderful touch that many cruise ships miss. 
you know, all of the um, wall coverings and floor coverings have been replaced uh, in the cabins uh, and the furniture has all been updated so the, the cabin looks modern and contemporary and very, um, uh, you know, very pleasing visually and also comfort-wise. And the rest of the ship is of a similar standard. There's uh, massive amounts of work that's clearly been done throughout the ship. There's a few little areas where you can still see the older design, but that's been blended in really nicely with the new area, particularly in the atrium. Um, they've got a, a, a giant screen in the atrium now in front of the glass elevators, uh, which sort of brings it in line with the rest of the NCL ships. That's uh, something that they've been using to play sports, whilst they also have the same thing on the top deck. So they were um, playing the, the Big Bash cricket actually yesterday. They know their, um, their market with a lot of Aussies on board the ship. So that was uh, interesting to see. Crew seemed really, really friendly and attentive, happy to be there. Kevin Stewart introduced himself to us yesterday and uh, has been very, very good uh, turning the room down uh, both last night and again um, tidying it this morning and like lovely greetings in the corridor, that sort of thing. Um, service throughout the ship, everyone just seems happy to be there, happy to offer help welcoming us on board NCL. Uh, we had a fantastic uh, meal at the Italian specialty restaurant last night. Uh, absolutely uh, wonderful uh, service there in the restaurant and really, really nice uh, food. It, it felt very much like a, a high-end land-based restaurant um, rather than sort of a secondary restaurant on the ship so it, they've done a great job with that and uh you know just generally around the ship there's a good vibe uh, a good uh, ambience on the ship and uh, she just looks like a, a modern cruise ship that has been built in a slightly more classic style and i really like that i think it's a great blend uh it makes me wonder <laughs> uh if uh, ncl might be might be eyeing out the the laid up sister ship um the old uh, uh, former superstar Virgo because this design this Leo class cruise ship is really nice and it suits the NCL brand so well so that's the first impression so far I'll bring you plenty more from the rest of this trip as we go to sea into the into the Pacific and sail across to Sydney for NCL's first return to Sydney the first time this ship's been into Australian waters under her NCL banner So we're here on Dravuni Island off the coast of Fiji and Norwegian Spirit is anchored off the coast. The view from here from the beach is just remarkable. It's like something out of a postcard and I'll send some pictures to Baz to put in the show notes. But I'm sitting here with a fellow cruiser, Nick, and a first time cruiser actually. And I'm just curious to get some thoughts from Nick on what his um, impressions are of Norwegian Spirit and his, his first cruise so far. It's early days yet, but Nick, how are you enjoying it? Good, thanks, Chris. Yeah, been really impressed with uh, just the hospitality of everybody and the crew, how welcome you're made to feel, how they really go that extra degree to kind of cater for you. And also just on, you know, on ship life, how relaxed everybody is. You can wander around with your drink, you can wander around with your food at your leisure and really enjoy it. Um, as for the location, oh, well, the, the, the spectacular. We're looking at different levels of colour of water, the ships out there are about 200 meters out to sea, looking looking magnificent. Um, about to go hit up the snorkeling as well, so we look forward to that. That's that's so, so cool. And as a first time on a on a cruise, was there any sort of uh, ideas or thoughts you had about cruising that have been proven wrong? Any misconceptions about what cruising life might be like that you've noticed uh, is a little bit different to what you expected just after that first uh, sort of uh, maybe 40 hours on the ship? Yeah, I think I was. 
I wasn't nervous, but I was wary of the ship having turbulence. And we've, we've had flat seas so far, so haven't experienced any of that. Yep. Um, it's, you would, I've slept last night and you would hardly think you're even on a boat. It was so smooth. Um, it's a good question. Not really. I think it's met, it's, it's met my expectations otherwise. No real, no real big surprises or anything else like that with the, the cruising. It's been good. And have you got a, a favourite uh, space on board the ship so far, or is it too, too early to tell? Not the casino. Um, I'm, I was impressed with seeing the, uh, the theatre and it, how big it was. You know, you're looking at it, it's the, the size of a, of a movie cinema. Yeah. Even bigger, probably, actually. Absolutely. And to have something like that on a boat, like that is, so I thought was, was, was pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. And, and how have you found the food so far? Good. Yep. Food's been good. Went out to a nice Italian last night. I'm uh, I'm a gluten-free uh, I, I have a gluten-free issue and everything that's been well catered for and they've they've really gone to the effort to make sure that there's been gluten-free options as well so been happy with that. Great. Well, thanks so much, Nick. Enjoy your snorkeling and uh, see you back on board the ship. Thank you, Chris. Likewise. Hello again, and after our first sea day, what a sea day it was. It was a beautiful day, uh, clouds scattered about the sky here and there, but otherwise very sunny, very warm, and uh, a slight swell that, um, that to, to looking out at the, at the ocean, you wouldn't really notice it, but it is making the ship move ever so slightly, uh, but uh, she's handling it wonderfully. Um, it's a good sea-keeping ship, this one. I've been told that by many people who've travelled on it before. Uh, and so far, uh, very minimal movement. Uh, one of the interesting things about the design of passenger ships is sometimes the locations of the um, swimming pool on the top deck in the middle of the ship can lead to the pool having more waves in it than, than the ship does, just with the way that the mo- momentum uh, of, uh, of the water uh, interacts with the swimming pool uh, design. So the, the central pool was closed, uh, but that didn't stop us all from... Um, laying out uh, on the deck and taking in some of the views and they had a DJ up there playing playing music to, to keep everyone nice and chilled out and the aft pool remained remained open so that was pretty popular as well. Uh, the day was, uh, you know, it all goes so quickly when you're, when you're at sea even if uh, you are relaxing and enjoying um, just having a, a chilled out experience on board but started off with breakfast in the garden cafe. This is your uh, full buffet style breakfast but they also do have a section there where uh, you can ask for uh, omelettes or other eggs cooked to order. Uh, and they also have uh, have hot food and cold food, sel- food selections there. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, nip down to the ground level or deck seven uh, of the atrium, and there's a Starbucks down there which serves uh, which serves good coffee for for cruise ships anyway. Uh, I, I do find most cruise ships that I've been on don't do coffee very well, but here it's it's what you would expect from Starbucks, so it's of that sort of quality. Um, the the ship has a huge amount of entertainment um, and, and a very enthusiastic and energetic entertainment team. Uh, started off with uh, some trivia down in the atrium. The huge screen that they've installed there really helps with this because uh, this one was uh, banknotes from around the world was the topic and uh, uh, they can display them all, of course, on the screen. Uh, we ended up, my, my team ended up getting 13 out of 20, which isn't uh, something that we're overly proud of, but we did come second. So some of them were a little bit tricky, some of them were a bit difficult, and some quite easy, in fact. They had uh, pesos up there, but you can see the, the uh, silhouette of the um, shape of Mexico uh, on, the, on the banknotes. That one was quite straightforward. So a little bit of a mix there. Uh, afterwards, um, nice casual lunch again in the Garden Cafe. 
they have, uh, amongst other things, uh, the opportunity to um, build your own burger. So I did that. Um, one of the best burgers I probably have had on a on a cruise ship, I must say. It was it was very nice, and the the bread quality is very good as well. Uh, after that, a little bit more uh, time to chill out. Um, then there was another trivia session up in the um, Spinnaker uh, Observation Lounge, which is the probably my favourite space on board the ship so far. Uh, it, it has this amazing uh, 180 views, and you know a lot of ships have observation lounges that have nice views, but this one, it's almost like double height floor to ceiling glass the the whole way around the room. It's remarkable. I've actually done a, a quick uh, YouTube short about it um, on my channel, so you can have a look and see that the view is quite stunning. In fact, you walk in and you just kind of get hit by this this uh, this expanse of of viewing area, which is which is superb. Um, then after that, they had bingo, but um, it was pretty full and pretty busy, so uh, moved on uh, to to look around the rest of the ship. Uh, dinner last night was in Windows after a uh, uh, an experience of um, tasting sustainably made cocktails that they have on board the ship, and this is a an offering that they give to their Latitude members. Um, as well as uh, some of the cocktails that they have made are available uh, in some of the bars on board the ship as well. And what they do is uh, much of the, the produce on board the ship that can't be or hasn't been um, consumed by the passengers uh, is, is repurposed into these really interesting cocktail um, designs, I suppose. So, for example... Uh, they collect all of the coffee grind uh, from the various different uh, coffee bars around the, uh, the around the ship, and then reuse it to make a, a coffee flavored uh, cocktail. Uh, other ones include uh, using slightly overripened bananas to make a banana flavored cocktail. Uh, there's the uh, one that's uh, pineapple inspired, and it uses the the pineapple skins that are sort of discarded when they cut the pineapple up for for use in the restaurants. Uh, and another one which was really nice was an almond croissant cocktail, which is when you've when they make the croissants, if there's one that's too big or too small or looks a little bit ugly, those are, are fermented uh, in alcohol and then are used to make um, this, this drink that tastes like you're drinking uh, an almond <laughs> croissant. It's quite interesting. So that's all uh, part of their, their program to help reduce waste and uh, make something fun for passengers at the same time, which is, which is kind of a cool idea. Uh, the, that, that was hosted in the little um, bar that's in front of the comedy lounge and uh, had, a quick, had a quick walk through the casino. It's a pretty quiet place on board the ship so far. There's more, uh, there's more croupiers than there is um, uh, p- people playing their tables. But uh, then, of course, gambling isn't for everybody, so I suppose it's there if you want it, and if you don't, you don't really have to worry about it at all. Um, then uh, dinner last night in Windows, which is the, the big, not the, not the operating system, but the big uh, uh, restaurant at the back of the ship. Um, I say big, it's, it's probably smaller than many of the main restaurants uh, on modern-day cruise ships, which is nice because it gives it a bit more of an intimate feel. But the design and layout there is remarkable because at the very back of the ship, they have uh, these massive windows that overlook the stern. And I know a lot of cruise ships have windows with a, with a stern or, or a wake view, but on this ship, the windows are so enormous uh, that, again, as you walk into the space, you're sort of just overwhelmed by this amazing view because from every vantage point around the room, you can see these 
huge windows and their spectacular view. So it's a remarkable space on board. Anyway, so that's a, a bit of a summary of, of day one at sea. We're now into day two at sea. And uh, so far, um, a, a visit to the gym uh, to start the day off. Did some laps around the deck uh, to take in the view as well and uh, have just been chilling out quite a lot this morning which has been a nice way to start the day. So I'll bring you some more from on board this trip. I'm going to be speaking to the general manager on board the ship a little bit later today. So we'll um, cross over to an interview with him and hopefully find a few more passengers to have a chat with and see what they think about their time on board the Norwegian Spirit. Back to you, Baz. Thanks, Chris. Uh, safe to say you uh, sound suitably impressed there. Uh, loving uh, the, this episode so far. Uh, just a quick message to the listeners. If yourself, you have a uh, question that you want us to answer in the new year, or if you've been on a ship and you want to help us review it, uh, do get in touch in the usual manner via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. Click on Join the Show at the top right-hand corner, and we'll do our best to uh, weave you into the, the podcast and the episodes early in 2023. But Chris... Back over to you, mate. Thanks so much, Baz. And yes, I'm here in the beautiful social club in the bow area of the Norwegian Spirit. And I'm going to be speaking with uh, Vuk Malababic, who's the general manager here aboard Norwegian Spirit. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello, everyone. So I was interested to find out from you how you got involved in working on board cruise ships, and particularly in Norwegian Cruise Line, and then maybe a little bit about what the, the role of general manager entails, because it sounds like a very big role. Well, uh, I started uh, my ship career, I would say, accidentally. Like, uh, I had a <laughs> coffee with a colleague of mine, friend of mine. We, we used to run uh, uh, competitor hotels in Dubrovnik in Croatia. Oh, wow. And he was joining Norwegian Cruise Line, and he told me during our uh, usual coffee that he is joining the ship. And I was more joking, saying, see if anything for me over there. And then in three weeks, I got an interview, and two weeks later, I was employed. So I joined the, the company as a food and beverage director. Oh, wow. What was, your, what was your first ship? My first ship was actually Norwegian Spirit. Really? Okay. So you've been with us since, since the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I've been, uh, I joined in 2013, and uh, after that, I move around the fleet, uh, work on... Uh, eight ships in the fleet mm -hmm. and uh, when the Norwegian Spirit was about to return to service after um, all these COVID lockdowns uh, then I, I joined again oh, so fantastic. in uh, May yeah uh, we, we put it back to service okay and, and what is sort of like the day in the life of a general manager on board the ship I mean I guess you're overseeing pretty much the whole operation well yeah all, all guest operation is uh, under general manager, so I start my day sometimes around seven, seven thirty, depends on the of the day mm -hmm. and what's happening. So after that, uh, usually we start the day with the inspection for public health, then uh, check the areas that are already operational. How is everything works? Are the standards in place? Are the crew uh, doing what they're supposed to? And then. During the morning, we have quite a lot of interaction with guests through the different uh, occasions. I would mm -hmm. say some some are organized, some are just us being visible, hotel officers being visible sure. in public areas. Uh, morning, mostly have a couple of meetings, and then uh, uh, 
we do have a break between two and four or five, depends on the day. And yeah, then okay. in the evening, we more or less do the similar routine, check if all restaurants are ready for the operation, public areas, mm -hmm. the, the shops, the art gallery, the photo gallery. So basically, my job is pretty much to make sure that everybody works how it's supposed to work. <laughs> it seems to be going very well, I must say. Uh, my first time on board Norwegian, actually, and this ship has just got a great um, atmosphere and the crew just seems so happy to be here, I suppose, which is really nice. Um, this ship's obviously just, well, it's returned to service having had a $100 million refit. Um, I've mentioned a few times already in this podcast how when you walk around the ship, it feels like a new ship in terms of the fixtures and fittings. But from your perspective, what, what are some of the highlights of the work they did, particularly for you who was here before and you would have known what she was like prior to the refit? Well, to start with, the area where we're sitting at the moment uh, used to be a different, uh, completely different uh, design. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one, at now that uh, we see it's much more modern and uh, obviously all brand new. And me personally, I, I prefer this, this design. Yeah, it's nice. So, during the famous dry dock of Norwegian Spirit, uh, the uh, hundred million dollars were spent in uh, renovation. So wherever you look, actually, it's very difficult to see anything that was from the before. Yeah. So all designs, the materials, the furniture, uh, even behind the scene, uh, we, we invested a lot in the ships. So I would say it's it's difficult to recognize uh, the, the new spirit yeah. comparing to the old one. And, and do you think that 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 investment was because this ship has something special? I mean, is it the size of it that, or the repeat guests love it so much that justified such a huge refit? I believe a little bit of, of everything and uh, is um, what we see uh, now uh, is also uh, that uh, this ship uh, used to have a kids club before and mm -hmm. was uh, uh, also quite, uh, we used to have quite a lot of kids uh, during the whole, mm -hmm. whole year round. Uh, after renovation, the uh, ship uh, don't have any more kids club, Those, that area uh, was converted to the rooms yep. and it's more, uh, more, uh, I would say, more designed for, for adult population. Yeah. It's not adults only, no. it's, uh, we also do have kids, even this cruise, yeah. uh, but it's, it's, the numbers are very, very, yeah, it looks like everybody who's here, like even the younger passengers, they seem to be able to find plenty of things to do with that big open pool deck area, the sporting area, the beautiful basketball court on board, which is fantastic. Yeah, we do. We even have uh, some some activities for the young younger passengers, but it's not a typical uh, Norwegian product where we usually have like, huge uh, huge uh, kids club uh, for. Sure. In, in certain ships, in certain seasons, we even have over uh, 1,000 kids on board. Yeah, so okay. It's, um, th this one is a little bit different product, yeah. I would say. And to be honest, I, I received a quite positive uh, comment from the guests yeah. about this. I can imagine. Uh, one of the things I've noticed is just the, the array of different dining options that they have. Um, it looks to me as if a number of new 
venues have been installed on board the ship. Uh, so with for listeners who have never been on board, what, what are some of the special features in terms of meals on board the ship? Well, uh, on Spirit, uh, we do have, we always had Italian restaurant, but this one that uh, we started after renovation is uh, called Restaurant Onda. Mm-hmm. It's a concept that is a kind of joint venture of company, um, external company together with the Norwegians. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are working under guidelines and training of the uh, company that actually helped us to start this yeah. kind of concept. Spirit was the second ship on um, in the fleet that I okay. visit. First had Anchor, then Spirit, and now uh, we're launching Norwegian Prima. Mm-hmm. It will be the third on the restaurant in the fleet. Yeah. So, we, we had a lovely dinner there actually on the, on the first night on board and um, just noticed, I mean firstly that the food quality was like high-class restaurant on land kind of style. It was very, very good. And uh, I had some people at our table who had dietary requirements who were gluten-free, and they could absolutely cater for that as well. So that was pretty impressive. Well, that's, uh, I mean, all of our restaurants do have this kind of service, but I would say Onda is uh, one uh, one step above mm. it. So uh, yeah. and, uh, we, we often have, uh, let's say, at least twice per year, we get uh, the original Italian chef come to do trainings with, uh, right. with our uh, crew there. And uh, I mean, keeping standard high for us is absolutely uh, must. That's your must. Absolutely. And the other one that I mean, I know it's it, it's it's kind of a lot of cruise ships have the big restaurant at the back, but walking into windows here, and those those windows are so enormous. The view is so stunning. It just kind of pulls you in. It's a pretty impressive place. Absolutely agree. Even for me, so I'm in that restaurant several times per day, but every time I I get to the Windows restaurant, I get impressed. Yeah. All over again. We were there last night, we were the last ones in, um, and the service was not rushed. We were given the same attentiveness as if we were the first passengers there, even though. We were the only one left in the restaurant at the end, and no one was pressuring us. It was actually really nice. So I was um, very impressed. <laughs> so Norwegian Spirit, she's the, I guess she's the baby of the fleet in terms of size. Um, but, you know, smaller ships, I mean, it's ridiculous to think that it's considered to be mid-sized, given how much ships have grown, though. It, it, it is. Um, but they do offer some advantages over the, over the bigger products. What would you say some of the things that people love about the smaller ships are? Well, uh, for sure, um, you have guests who uh, love to, to be on small ships. So uh, I would say that us as, as a crew members, we, we have opportunity if uh, we want to, to almost meet every guest person. Yeah, okay. On a big ships where you have uh, 4,000 or 5,000 passengers, that's just not, mm-hmm. that's impossible. Like the day is not long enough but mm-hmm. here on the small ship we, we really can uh, put give our attention to to every of our guests and uh, um, it's recognized by by, uh, by our guests mm-hmm. since we return to service spirit has uh, been uh, always in the top three in the fleet by service we do nice. we do uh, run surveys fleet-wide mm-hmm. so I think it's quite uh, 
quite an uh, impressive number if mm -hmm. you take in consideration that Fleet has 18 ships mm -hmm. and uh, some of those are like brand new yeah. and uh, maybe much more shiny and uh, with uh, much more features and but uh, the, the human human uh, part here it's it's very visible yeah and recognized by the guests that's good yeah it, doesn't, it gives it that that warm atmosphere that i suppose we we're talking about earlier um and then i guess finally just before before i let you go back to your busy day um you're bringing the ship into australia uh obviously australia has had it's a bit behind all the other parts of the world in terms of reopening but we're, we're open again now and it's the first time norwegians coming back in since the pandemic how does that feel to be bringing the ship in to to australia and bringing norwegian stock you know norwegian cruising back to australia well, we are definitely excited from top to bottom. Even the crew is uh, very excited to be in Australia. Even though, for, even though uh, most of the crew never been in Australia. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, me personally, also, I haven't been in Australia ever. But I always had the wish to get there. Oh, Actually, wow. when I was young, uh, cook, I I almost ended up working in in Sydney. Oh, really? So, yeah. oh, fascinating. So you fi you finally got <laughs> finally got there. Well, yeah. Well, I guess it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I suppose you'll be standing there somewhere tomorrow, uh, or the day after tomorrow, rather, as the ship comes in under the bridge. It's a pretty special experience. Yeah, I heard. And now I will experience it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing some, some time with us today, and I um, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank and you very much. Opportunity. Take care. Head over to Facebook now and hit the like button. Hello from day three at sea and things are definitely a little bit different to what they were a couple of days ago. It's much colder as we come towards uh, Australia, uh, heading further south. And even though it's summer in Australia, the weather on the east coast has been quite unpredictable this year. Uh, and so we are experiencing cooler weather and uh, much more rocky seas. Uh, there's a there's quite a swell off our uh, port side, which is uh, causing some very fantastic waves and some great uh, um, video footage which I'll be putting on my YouTube channel but uh, the ship itself uh, she's handling it really well Norwegian Spirit is a good sea keeping ship it's something that people have uh, said ever since she first entered service all those years ago a superstar Leo and uh, the Leo class does have a very good uh, sea keeping capability and uh, she's handling it beautifully we we have some ship's movement, but it's not uncomfortable and uh, everything is still completely operational with the exception of the swimming pools, which have been closed due to the, the overspill of the water. But everything else is still up and running and uh, the ship is uh, heading, heading along really nicely. Uh, last night, uh, we had a really great evening uh, on board the ship. There was uh, We had dinner in Silks, which is the uh, Asian-inspired restaurant. It also has a sushi bar in there for those people who like sushi. Uh, and a full um, Asian-themed menu, which was really nice, something a little bit different uh, from the regular restaurants on board. Uh, although, I must say, there isn't actually any such thing as a regular restaurant on board because there's so much choice on uh, Norwegian Spirit, and it's one of the things that NCLs always said that they pride themselves in is with the uh, provision and uh, service of their food on board the ship, and I must say, I'm really impressed with the food here. Um, I haven't had a dish that I, I didn't like, uh, so far and I've definitely got some favorites uh, including 
the meal that we had in, in Windows with the, um, the fish that I ordered was really, really good. And uh, it was a barramundi uh, and a couple of nights uh, before dining in the specialty Italian restaurant, which is a new addition to this ship. Uh, that, that food was like a high quality land-based restaurant. It was just superb, uh, which I think I mentioned in my interview uh, with the general manager from here, which you would have just heard a few moments ago. Uh, anyway, so um, we are at sea, as I mentioned. Yesterday night was really fun. We had that meal in silks. And then uh, afterwards, there was a, a Christmas show uh, with the uh, productions team on board the ship in the, uh, in the Stardust Theatre. And it was very, very nice. Uh, full house, standing room only. Um, lots of different uh, Christmas-themed music, um, as well as some acrobatics from the onboard uh, acrobatic entertainers, uh, which was really interesting and uh, got, a, got a standing ovation at the end. So well done to all of the team there for that. Uh, followed up with some comedy, and then uh, they had a, a bit of a tournament in the, in the casino, which we checked out before heading back to the social club which is uh, the ship's, it's usually the ship's um, stand-up comedy club, but uh, on uh, last night particularly, it was being used for karaoke and uh, a few of uh, our newfound friends tried their hands at, uh, or tried their voices, I should say, at, at karaoke uh, and uh, had a good time there as well. Uh, to this morning, woke up, uh, had a nice, uh, lazy uh, start to the day, woke up about uh, 9.30. Uh, at 10 o'clock, the captain had a... Um, a Q&A session in the Spinnaker Observation Lounge and he was there with uh, the general manager as well as the chief engineer and they were talking about uh, their life and uh, times at sea uh, and the things that make uh, operating on board Norwegian Spirit special uh, which was fascinating to, to hear and a really enjoyable uh, session there. Uh, on the way to the uh, Q&A I stopped by at the Starbucks on deck 7, picked up a coffee to get me going for the morning uh, and uh, after that, took a walk around the ship and uh, took in all of the views from the from the various decks of the ship in this uh, uh, sunny at now, but uh, but uh, rocky weather. And it was uh, it was quite fun to be out on the deck and to to see the spray coming up and to to watch uh, watch the waves rolling past, which was great. Today we took lunch in uh, the local bar and grill, which is uh, as the name suggests, uh, a sort of a local eatery style uh, restaurant on board probably one of the best cheeseburgers i've ever had on a ship uh, i think you can kind of do a, a food quality uh, rating based on how well a, a cruise line or a cruise ship does a, a does a burger and this one was absolutely brilliant um there was nothing left on the plate <laughs> uh after i'd finished my meal uh, i was eating with a friend who uh ordered a gluten-free option and it actually came as a, a gluten-free cheeseburger and wasn't uh uh, he said that it was uh, just as delicious as anything you could get on, on land. So uh, full points to them there. And I must say the, the gluten-free, the vegetarian options here and the, uh, the attentive, attentiveness of the crew to ask and adhere to dietary requirements is also something that's really stood out um, on board here uh, on Norwegian Spirit. Uh, so now I'm just uh, relaxing in the Spinnaker observation lounge i'm planning to talk to uh, another person who's traveling on board uh, bernie who will be joining me very soon so uh, we'll get into that interview in just a few moments
So I'm here in the beautiful Spinnaker Observation Lounge on this lovely day, watching all the ocean go by and the big waves crashing along the side of the ship. And I'm joined by Bernie from the Cruise and Travel Magazine, who's also traveling on board this cruise with me. Bernie, thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure, Chris. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So you've, uh, you're working, obviously, as a travel journalist. You must have done quite a few trips before. What's your first cruise and um, do you remember like what stood out about it? Well, are, you, are we talking about paid cruise or are we talking about a familiar? Anytime, the first time you're on a cruise ship. So, in 2005, I went on a school trip um, to Scandinavia and surprisingly I looked back at the photos and we actually did a hurdy-gruten ferry. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, okay. Um, I particularly <laughs> enjoyed it because of the, it was just something I had never done before and I yeah. really found the experience quite interesting because, you know, there was a dine, like, you know, there was dining and there was entertainment, yeah. stuff that we hadn't seen as kids yeah, sure. before. Um, but we went through a really rough patch in the Baltic Sea. Okay. Yeah, and so I remember vividly that we had to be strapped to our bed. <laughs> so I think as a 15-year-old, I mean, that's quite adventurous. Yeah, that's for, a yeah. very, yeah, very exciting. So obviously it didn't put you off. What, what um, like, what about the sea-going experience did, did, you, did you like so much that you came back? Well, I think it was probably just that sense of, you know, going to an unknown place. What really attracted me to cruising was the fact that you can, you know, go to multiple different, like multiple ports mm. in like one cruise, places that you wouldn't, necess you wouldn't necessarily go to yeah. um, by yourself, but the accessibility just makes it so much easier when you're on a cruise. Yeah, yeah, you know? sure, absolutely. Yeah, and I think also just being able to meet lots of different types of people that you yep. wouldn't necessarily meet on land, yeah. but then you're all kind of in this community. Yeah, you know? I think after the um, few years of us being sort of very isolated in Australia mm. as well, it's nice to come back and see all these different nationalities, meet all these different people from around yeah. the world and hear their stories. A hundred percent, because I think, you know, it just kind of gives you that sense that people are keen to travel. Mm. Um, you know, obviously cruising might not necessarily be for everyone, but, you know, I I originally thought as a, you know, as a keen traveller, cruising won't be, wouldn't be for me, but, mm. you know, I really enjoyed it after these years of, like, you know, trying out different ships yeah, and going sure. to different de destinations. So, do you remember your first NCL cruise? Um, my first NCL cruise was the, I think, the Norwegian Jewel. Okay. I sailed from Sydney to Tasmania. I unfortunately had to get off, but I really enjoyed the experience because we hadn't seen an NCL ship in Australia sure. before. Yeah. You know? So, I think that was sometime in, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe in 2016, even? Yeah. yeah. I saw the Norwegian Jewel back in 2008 from on board the QE2 and yeah. it was like chalk and cheese with that old style ocean liner yeah. and modern fun looking sort of uh, new age kind of cruise ship mm. so it was interesting to see the two together. Because you are the Cunado. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean QE2, was, like, we would, listeners know the QE2 is my first ship mm. so yeah. yeah. Um, and you know in terms of Norwegian spirit, uh, is this, this will be your first time on board since the refit, what do you... I, have, I have, actually haven't done um, the spirit before, okay, so yeah, sure. this is the first time I've actually seen the spirit. Oh, right, but yeah, great. I think what I find really attractive about this ship is that, I mean, it's an adults-only ship, and I think they've made it incredibly sophisticated. Mm -hmm. um, what I've also found really um, impressive about what they've done is that they haven't just changed, you know, little elements of the mm. ship. They've done a full gut. Yeah, and, right. You know, Everything from you know the like beautiful plush chairs that we're sitting on to the carpets to the drapes, you know, even to like the light fit outs, you can kind of see is very much indicative of the the way that Norwegian mm. are going towards. You know? Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a, a refit that's been done so extensively. Mm. I've been on other 
ships from other brands that have done big overhauls, but mm. you'll see that they've kind of tidied things up here and there, done, yeah. done you know, new rooms, but other parts are still the way they were, but this looks like a brand new interior. Completely. I mean, I think, you know, going back to that point, I won't name any names, but, you know, you'll get onto some ships where they've redone, like, the public spaces, but the cabins might not be yeah. done on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think what NCL have done with the Spirit has been really, really fantastic. Yeah. You know, and I think I just got off Prima in October, and it feels like Prima. You know, and Prima's like okay, a billion wow. dollar ship. So you, yeah, I saw on um, the website actually you did yeah. a, a review trip of Prima. Yeah. yeah, that must have been quite something. It was amazing, but I think what you'll see on Prima is what you'll also see on Spirit. Yeah. You know, it's those little elegant touches, mm -hmm. and it's a much more grown up kind of feel. Yeah, and I think you know because I'm traveling with the first time cruiser, and she's never done so many sea days. But she said to me just earlier, mm. you know, I'm really impressed with the amount. Of activities mm -hmm. that the staff put on because you know you obviously have so many like days at sea. Yeah, yeah. But you never feel bored. Yeah, know? true. Yeah. And you were saying to me uh, yesterday when we were catching up, you were going to the bistro for dinner last night. Yeah. What was that like? Because I mean, NCL is known for its dining, isn't it? It is. I mean, I think out of a lot of the cruise lines that I've done, NCL, in terms of the market that they're in, have perfected dining in a really good way. And so I think you know with the bistro, which is a stock standard like specialty dining option on most NCL ships. You know, the food tastes like you're in France. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, so, like, you know, steak tartare and, like, you know, frit de mer, you know, it's, like, I think, you know, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that's what I've been really impressed with. The food's always been so great. Do you have a favourite dining place on board so far? Um, I really enjoyed, um, I actually really enjoyed the teppanyaki experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just interactive and it's fun. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of like the main dining rooms, I've been really impressed. With yeah. Them. What about you? Well, Windows I thought was amazing with that, with that view. Mm. I've already gone on about it in the, in this episode already, yeah. but, um, the food quality there for like the main dining room yeah. is... I think noticeably higher than on a number of other places that I've, I've travelled before. Like, it was really good quality food. Mm. Um, but we're really looking forward to the steakhouse tonight as well. We haven't been there yet, yeah. but giving it a try is going to be exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think also the quality of the meat's been fantastic. Mm. And I think as Australians, we're spoiled yeah. for choice. So, you know, I think <laughs> when you go to a steakhouse in any part of the world, you're kind of thinking, well, oh, it's going to be as good as what we've got in Australia. Yeah. And I, I, like, I've done Cagney's before, other NCL ships. And it's been really great. And just to finish off before I let you get on with the rest of your day, um, <laughs> do you have a favourite cruise port, either from this trip or just in general, one place that you'd really love to go back to maybe? Ooh, this is a really difficult question, but I think, um, so my second ever cruise was actually with, um, it was actually on the Amazon River. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my aunt was very gracious enough to take me, um, but I, I would love to go back to that region. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Yeah. I've, never, I've never been to that area on the, on the crucible in person actually. Mm. Places I've come was uh, Colombia. <laughs> That's pretty good though. Yeah, it's pretty good but no the Amazon looks amazing. Yeah. What, what's your favourite cruise port? Oh I find that really difficult. I I mean sailing into New York mm. uh, at the end of the transatlantic was a memory I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, and from an Australian point of view I really love going into Sydney. I think that just arriving into that iconic harbour is superb. We had some great trips up to the Norwegian fjords, mm. a really great cruise into the Caribbean where we went snorkeling off oh, um, nice. Grand Cayman, which was really fun. The ship was anchored just just behind us, so like the just right coming out from the reef and then seeing the ship was amazing. Great photo um, opportunities. I can't wait to see them. I know. I'm actually, I'm asking you what your favourite is, and I can't tell you mine. So that's not very fair, is it? <laughs> no, it isn't. How dare you, Chris? I know. How terrible. Well, um, so yeah, with um, 
if uh, listeners want to, to read your, your reviews and your stories, they can do that at the cruisepassenger.com.au. Um, not the cruise passenger, cruisepassenger.com.au. Um, and there's a magazine as well, isn't there? There is a magazine, but, you know, I'm, I've always been a big fan of Chris's. I, and I was just saying to him earlier that um, I've read your book. Oh, that's yeah, very and I've listened to your podcast. So, yeah. It's funny, you do this podcast in sort of isolation when we're on land, and then when people say they're actually listening to it, it makes it feel really real. It does. <laughs> Somebody said to me, they're like, oh my God, and we know your magazine. I'm like, Really? Yeah. People don't pulp my magazine. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's great. So thanks so much for your time. And we're going to go and try and uh, win some trivia. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, good luck to us. The yeah. Norwegianettes on fire and in power. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your time on board. Thanks, Chris. Cheers. Hello once again, and this time I'm coming to you from on board the Qantas flight taking me home after having disembarked Norwegian Spirit earlier today. And... It's really tough to be off the ship, I must say. The the experience has been such a great experience. And I thought it would be nice just to finish off this podcast by sharing with you a few of my thoughts uh, to round up this uh, this podcast, a special edition from onboard Norwegian Spirit. And, of course, once again, a huge thank you to Norwegian Cruise Line for providing the Big Cruise Podcast with this opportunity. I have to say, wow, I'm super impressed by Norwegian Cruise Line and their philosophy towards cruising. Um, I'd heard good things, and you can find some great uh, insight into LCL on YouTube, particularly from uh, YouTubers such as Emma Cruises and uh, Gary Bembridge. And in fact, Emma's favourite ship is the Norwegian Spirit. But I can totally see why, um, having been on board the ship itself, it's a beautiful design. It has some excellent... Uh, uh, characteristics including its speed and its maneuverability and its ability to, to visit the smaller ports being a 75,000 ton ship is one of the smallest ships um, uh, in their fleet uh, by, by tonnage the smallest, by dimensions uh, I think maybe second or third smallest but the experience is just superb, they have done such a remarkable job refurbishing this ship uh, I think I can count on one hand the number of times that a company spent $100 million dollars on a ship that is uh, 20 years old for refurbishment. Uh, ones that come to mind is, of course, in Norway back in the 1970s, uh, which was converted from France, and Kiwi 2, of course, in the 1980s, being re-engined. But the next one that comes to mind, of course, is Norwegian Spirit, uh, with this massive refit that was undertaken just prior to the cruising shutdown, uh, having been on board the ship now. Uh, it is just remarkable to see the effort that they went to, the lengths that they went to to make this ship look like a brand new ship again. Nearly every interior space has been completely stripped back to its uh, bare, bare bones and rebuilt in this fantastic new style that they've got on board the ship. There's a few little reminders of the older style in the atrium area, but it's been beautifully blended in with the rest of the ship, as I mentioned before, uh, and they've really enhanced the entire onboard experience. They've redesigned the experience on board the ship to remove the children-centric facilities on board the ship. Uh, Not to say that children aren't welcome, of course families are still welcome, but it's a more sort of adult, more upmarket experience on board the ship and a really great product to be having in the Australian uh, cruise market at the the moment. So what stands out to me for this particular uh, product, this particular ship, Uh, a number of things. Firstly, that the casual, entertaining, fun uh, atmosphere on board the ship, the the activities, the cruise staff, they're just about making sure that you have a a fun time with no requirement to be overly formal, but just keeping it friendly and fun. At the same time, some of the best food I've ever had on a ship, some of the best service I've ever had on a ship, 
uh, offered by NCL on Norwegian Square. We had some fantastic meals from the, the everyday restaurant, the, the Windows, which is where you can go any time uh, uh, during the voyage. You're welcome to go and have a meal there. Some of the nicest meal that I've, uh, food that I've ever had on a ship in that restaurant, right the way through to um, uh, you know eating in uh, Cagney's, which is the, the steakhouse where the, the food quality is like that of a restaurant uh, uh, on land. Similarly, with the new Italian specialty dining venue on board, the new Asian specialty dining venue on board, you're getting a really high quality of food on board the ship. The crew are super friendly, super um, happy to be there, happy to serve, happy to help. Um, some special mentions go, of course, to the cabin steward that we had. He was absolutely brilliant looking after us, and also the, the team at the Starbucks on board the ship. Within a couple of days, remember my order would say hello as I walked past, asked me if I'd like my uh, cappuccino, uh, two double shot cappuccino, <laughs> uh, and of course the other people that were in our group, they also remembered their orders as well. There's lots of uh, fun activities on board the ship, uh, there's a, a sort of dedicated program of uh, entertainment that runs from the beginning of the day all the way through to the middle of the night, uh, covering all sorts of things such as DJ music at the swimming pool, through to bingo, through to uh, lots of different trivias and quizzes throughout the ship um, and of course the enhanced sort of dining experience that they have on board uh, NCL. The few things that I suppose uh, we noticed that we thought perhaps might be room for, room for improvements to try and give a bit of balance in this, uh, this experience. Uh, the ship's casino, uh, I'm not a huge gambling fan myself but some of the people we were travelling with I really like going into the casino but the casino was very quiet. Uh, and had a lot more uh, sort of croupiers and there were people playing. One of the things I've seen other cruise lines do is actually provide a complimentary chip or two to passengers when they come on board so they can try it out, try out the games. Uh, they didn't do that here, so it was quite a quiet space there. Uh, and uh, perhaps also uh, just thinking about uh, on board the ship with the internet connectivity, there was a few problems with Wi-Fi that we had on our particular trip. Uh, getting um, signals. The download speeds were pretty reasonable, but upload speeds were extremely slow, which is why uh, it took so many hours, some hours, in fact, in some cases, to get uh, my YouTube shorts up onto, onto the internet. But that being said, those are minor things when you think about the scale of the ship, and I would say, uh, overall, I'm extremely impressed by this product and would love to go back on uh, NCL uh, in the near future. And look, I mean, if this is what they can do, with a 20, 20 year old uh, ship like the Norwegian Spirit with this refit, I just can't wait to see something like Norwegian Prima, which is brand new, straight out of the shipyard with all those extra and enhanced amenities. That being said, I'm quite a fan of ships of this size. Uh, this particular ship, she's 75,000 tons. She's got a really nice sort of uh, uh, space ratio on board, a good feel about her. Not too many passengers, uh, and it has some sort of traditional touches aboard the ship as well such as the uh, wraparound promenade deck, and uh, that, that was also a really nice feature, actually, to be able to walk around the entire outside deck, uh, and of course the picture windows throughout the ship, and the massive windows in the Windows restaurant, which is fantastic. They do have a secondary, uh, or a second rather, I should say, uh, uh, a complimentary restaurant, open door passengers, that's the Taste restaurant. We didn't actually dine there, but it has a very similar menu to 
to Windows. There's a few choices there, and of course there's some complementary choices and some um, additional choices, and many of those sorts of things are covered in NCL's cruise packages where you can buy onboard credit or buy drinks or dining packages as well, which is one of the things that Cruise Line does to sort of set itself apart. So uh, highlights of this trip uh, in terms of the itinerary, uh, the, the day snorkeling in Fiji was just superb. It's just like going to an island paradise, absolutely brilliant location. Uh, we got to sail under the Sydney Harbour Bridge and berth at uh, the White Bay Cruise Terminal. Uh, and then that evening, yesterday evening, uh, we sailed back under the bridge again and went and docked at the overseas passenger terminals. We got blessed of both words there. Uh, Sydney is a fantastic port. Obviously, if you, if you live in Australia, it's a, a place that many of us have travelled to before, but it's lovely to be back. And for international travellers, it's uh, the city that uh, I think most people think of when they think of an Australian city with the iconic Harbour Bridge and the Opera House there. So, from me on board uh, Qantas QF647, uh, we are signing off and thank you so much to everybody for listening. Thank you to my guests, uh, to, to Nick and to Bernie and to Vuk uh, for speaking with me, to the wonderful team at, uh, at NCL for their hospitality on board the ship and for all those on board uh, Norwegian Spirit who went out of their way to make our cruise fantastic. A huge thank you from all of us here at the Big Cruise Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and uh, back to you, Baz. Thanks, Chris. And uh, yeah, what a what an episode. I uh, really do wish I was uh, there with you on this one. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't possible. Um, but t- thank you once again from myself uh, to the team at Norwegian Cruise Lines. Uh, the uh, the PR team do a great job. It's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes uh, to, to make these events possible. And uh, this show wouldn't be possible without the help of uh, our friends at Norwegian Cruise Line. So thank you very, very much once again. Um, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing over this uh, festive period, over the holiday period, um, I hope you are getting some time to yourself to spend with loved ones, friends, whatever it is that uh, makes you happy. And uh, just a reminder, we will be off the air for a couple of weeks. We'll be back with you towards the, the latter part of uh, January 2023. But whatever you celebrate, have a great time and we look forward to a New Year full of cruise in 2023. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. 
Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax with their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs. You can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.